Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 114th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net, Audio Technica, and are a proud member of the hashtag 8bit collective. I'm an humble host, Brendan White, who can be found everywhere at Brendan8bit. Joined today for this duo podcast, my main man, the dream maker, Salim the Dream Abraham, who can be found at SalimTD. How are you doing today, brother? Hey, mate. I am absolutely spectacular i'm really excited to have you back it has been a while um our schedules have finally aligned again um you know we've been doing the dance trying to work out best time to record this week but we got here it's a nice sunny sunday morning we are both hangover free we are both caffeinated we're looking fresh our eyebrows are both on fleek we've got the uh the the warring caterpillars you know out and about and proud today so uh here we are that's it. Here we are, mate. How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. Um, yeah, I missed. I missed last week. Uh, thank you to not only yourself for sharing that episode like no one's business, but also to uh, our boys John and Nato for jumping in and, and creating a cracker of an episode. Um, appreciate you guys poking a bit of fun at me. It certainly made me laugh on uh, my travels. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, yeah, it was it was a hell of a lot of fun. Not necessarily just that part, but having the Having Jono and and, uh, and Nato on. Nato's always good because he always says really, really dumb shit like Final Fantasy VII's a bad game. So I know. Fun. I know. Yeah. And he even debated, I think he even sort of said, or was it you that said Final Fantasy VI sort of was where it started to turn bad kind of? Because it was obviously no. tied into the Octo discussion and there was sort of some some hot takes there from Nato about Final Fantasy being poo and everything else. And it, it, yeah, yeah, his view is that uh, 6 is the best and everything after 6 uh, the series suffers for. <laughs> uh, which, anyway, I, I don't know anyone who's a fan of the series that really holds the same view, but if you do have a problem with that, please let Nato know. Yeah. I know Nato. <laughs> he, he's, he's almost becoming like the, uh, the real-life reimagining of the donald trump twitter account he is just dropping these ridiculous hot takes and controversies everywhere he goes and um yeah, yeah he's the embodiment of the uh the trump twitter handle these days so um but no thank you again boys for uh jumping in and uh making that episode uh magical but we're back we're uh tag team in this bitch today i'm excited mm-hmm. um what about you man what's been going on what's been going on uh mate i have uh, I've just been really in the throes of The Last of Us. Um, yes. So, what when you were here last, Jono kind of laid down the challenge, mm-hmm. laid down the gauntlet. Yep. And then last week, NATO laid down three more gauntlets, uh, or tried to at least. Um, and I feel like when we broach a, a specific topic on the agenda today um that i might surprise a few people and have yet more challenges thrown at me um for another beloved series that i haven't played yet but um the last of us i've been i've been doing that and i have been messaging jono while he's in hawaii because he's currently over in maui at the Mm -hmm. moment he's got a a funny little lost tribute video it was so um, good cut together i it's great um so Jono and I've been messaging. I've been messaging him while he's sipping my tires on some beach in Maui uh, about The Last of Us, and it is it is actually an amazing game. And I feel like such an idiot um, for for having not played it. You know, mm. for, it's for, it's for it's magical, it's man. Like it is, it's one of the best games of not only sort of this current generation, but the previous as well. Like obviously it came out at the tail end of the, the PS3 release and release um, and, you know, life cycle. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, it was critically, critically acclaimed from sort of the jump, but then they, they sort of ported it with the PS4 as well. And yeah, looks Na- good. Naughty Dog nailed it. And uh, the second yeah. one, just from the trailers, whether it be the, the sort of the, um, the, the, the CGI or whether it be, 
the the live action gameplay they showed with with Ellie roaming around just being a general badass. Like I am so hyped for this to drop next year. It's so it's so hard actually though. I'm playing on hard difficulty, which is not the hardest. Mm. I think there's two harder difficulties from memory. Um, but there is there was this one particular part where. Um, Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't quite played it. This is kind of, I'll say, 20% of the way through the game Mm -hmm. um, where you're having to... It's You've just got Ellie. You've just met Ellie and you're trying to smuggle her out outside the wall and you just get hit up by the cops. Um, It's just after that and you start to see clickers and runners. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's this little zone where you've got to kill like four or five runners and one clicker. And that took me the best part of an hour to get through. Um, it's it's tough. It's such a hard game. It is. It is like, and it's it's rewarding though. Like mm. when, when you go, I know the exact area you're talking about, and it it yeah. took me a few run throughs as well. I, I didn't play on the hardest difficulty. I think I might have landed on about where you were playing too. And yeah, there was a few parts in there where it's like, okay, I got to breathe for a minute. I'm gonna go for a quick walk. I'm gonna get a water or something. You know readjust my chi and then come back and yeah. give it a crack because <laughs> man some some of the um the enemies and and whether it be you're avoiding them or, or you know actually going in for the kill and, and shanking them and everything else um it's tough man it's tough yeah. and some of some of the um you know the the sort of death animations when you're killing these creatures and people oh. it, it's it's visceral man it is tough. it's brutal it is absolutely brutal like the joel getting killed um scenes mm. the those those animations oh dude very very hard to watch mm. some of them the ones where the clicker bites you um yeah it's yeah. like it's the best of every zombie film you've ever seen I yeah think. you yeah. just you just it's dread it, it's dread inducing it, it's so well done um i just yeah. want to ask like obviously you're, you're you're etching your way through the game now the opening mm. though is one of the heaviest openings of a video game that i can remember playing in my life really um, you know, mm. where we're sort of the the panic setting in, and, and Joel's trying to escape with his daughter, and, and obviously tragedy hits like that was that just left my jaw on the floor um, right from the outset. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's very it's very sad. Like um, I think I said last week, it it, it grabs you your, your heart, it rips mm-hmm. your chest open, grabs your heart, and just nudges it, like just pulls on it a little. Um, it is sad. It is really sad. I think it's one of the best um, intros to a game I've, I've seen, mm-hmm. particularly in this sort of, you know, post-apocalyptic zombie horror sort of setting. Um, it just sets sets the scene really well with the sort of panic that's happening around you and the confusion and the chaos. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's actually really sad. Um, but I, I'm actually on schedule to finish this game by the next episode of THG. Nice um, work. Th- that I'm on. So, and I've, I've also had the gauntlet, not the gauntlet. I've got to stop having gauntlets thrown down, I think. Yes, um, I've, stop, I've also stop had... inciting all these dramatic challenges. <laughs> uh, I've also had a bit of a time, a deadline put on me by Dane, uh, Dane Peavy and by Jono to get it done in three weeks. So, um, yeah, by the time we get to the next episode, you'll hear my full thoughts and opinions on this game and um and yeah i'm, I'm excited to, to sort of see the end of it uh, it's not a long game i've been sort of having to space it out just because of other commitments but mm-hmm. uh, it's about 10 hours i think from memory yeah about um, 10 to from, 12 i think on average was was yeah. the run um I've, I've played through twice and and i think they were both they both came in about 11 ish yeah. something like that yeah, so I'm home stretch. I'm on home stretch, and uh, I'll be able to talk in more detail about it next week. Um, aside from that, mate, um, who'd have guessed it? I've been playing a bit of WoW. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, I, I know not, why though. I, I won't. Um, I won't. Yeah, of course. It's it's a really exciting time for the game at the moment. I'm not going to talk about the game itself, but what I would recommend is that everyone should just check out the cinematics um that are coming out now they're being sort of released weekly in the lead up to the battle for azeroth launch on august 13th so there's one for jaina it's called like warbringer jaina there's one called warbringer sylvanas and then there's another one a really cool one that just came out called old warrior and it tracks this uh, old orc general salfang 
um, who doesn't quite necessarily agree with the war that's happening at the moment. Um, it's really cool. Like they've actually got a really great story mm-hmm. um, and setting for this expansion, which as you can expect um, from a game that's been going for about 15 odd years, hasn't always been the case. Yeah, um, yeah. But this is actually just, it's it's a very cool time. I don't know if you've seen the ads for the Battle for Azeroth expansion. I've seen expansion. the ads and like, it's just testament to, to Blizzard's, um, you know, sort of graphics crew or, or sort of video editors because the trailers and the ads they put for these games are just world-class. And, and I, I still hold out hope that they somehow land on maybe a streaming service one day where they've made like their own sort of offshoot you know wow-esque television show or short run series where they just expand on these trailers and turn them into into full episodes because it's it's so good it is so good to watch the character models are second to none it's it's great they've got they've got these four ads at the moment as well that are running i think across north america and, and all online um and they're, they're all like about how it matters what faction you choose. And they mm-hmm. show you these people in situations in their life where they could get help from someone, but the person's kind of like the other factions. So they just refuse the help. Um, there's this good one where it's like a baby in a chair and the mum and dad are both wearing like, one's wearing a horde and the other one's wearing an alliance chair. They're both trying to like um, get the baby to walk to them and come to them and impress them the most with like different things. Uh, it's just really clever. I actually, I think it's really funny. Um, check them out check them all out and uh, yeah this time next week I'll be talking more about TLOU mm. and then you, the following Brandon, week you'll be talking about week, BOA I'll be talking about your BFA yeah B- uh, sorry yeah yeah we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll actually oh, yeah Jesus Battle of Azeroth Battle mm. for Azeroth yeah it's close enough mm. um, yeah I will be so that will be out probably for about a day or two at time we release mm. it. Anyway, stay tuned. It's all coming. What have you been doing though, Brendan? Everyone's been speculating. Um, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of people have been talking. Yep. Everyone's yep. everyone's um, partly excited, partly concerned. Oh, Jesus. about what you've been doing. Okay. Well, a hopefully, hopefully, I can put the concern aspects to rest. Uh, <laughs> I have been traveling with work. I was in Melbourne for the week last week for sort of the biggest event in in my sort of you know nine to five based life uh calendar so that was a long week it was a tough week uh, i i know you you shared one of the stories you experienced uh some of this event a few years back um uh-huh. yeah customers customers still ask we're like where's where's that uh <laughs> that that sort of white whale you talked about uh a few years back he was coming in he was going to deliver the world and um yeah it hasn't, hasn't yet to yeah, you can't yeah. land me. I'm just a unicorn. That's what I said. I'm like, mate, we we didn't get the uh, the hardware upgrades that we needed in time, and he sort of pivoted to another vendor. Yeah, but I'm working on it. And they're like, yeah, no worries. No, I, I think they know I'm bullshitting. But where it's uh, sort of this this Mexican standoff thing where where we don't want to blink. But um, yeah, because I've been traveling so much, I haven't been able to do much sort of as far as PC or, or sort of fixed console gaming. So I've been playing a lot of Octopath Traveler finally. Oh, um, right on the switch uh mixture of uh handheld mode because obviously i was traveling uh playing it on docked on the telly and it scales really really well onto the big old 65 incher uh but i'm, I'm really enjoying it like I, I guess i don't have the the history and the dna embedded in me of sort of those early final fantasy games i never really played many of those i sort of my first i think launch point into final fantasy might have been seven yeah. So the closest I'd have the, to sort of the worst of, one. The yeah, the worst, worst one. one. You know. So so I'm I'm just a sucker for punishment. Clearly jumping in with the trash that is Final Fantasy VII. But um, mm. yeah, it's like obviously my my sort of JRPG lineage starts with things like Secret of Mana and stuff like that. So that's that's sort of where I dove into into this universe. And and so I, I get a little bit of that feeling in Octopath. Um, I I can understand where they're talking about with the uh, the Final Fantasy similarities and things like that, but. I'm really enjoying it. I'm about, I think, nearly 20 hours in now. So I've got just about all the crew. I haven't got one of them yet because I've just been sort of um, rolling around, uh, you know, leveling up, grinding out out in the wilderness, trying to attack some of the some of the um, the caves and, and do some of the harder end stuff like that. But I'm liking it. I think I've finally settled on a on a good like uh, you know team team uh, makeup uh, where I've got a mixture of 
mixture of tank of um you know cyrus rolling as sort of your mage um rolling um god i always forget his name aaron which is sort of your your healer slash he's almost like a little scientist guy and he can sort of you know combine and concoct potions and whatnot and give you buffs and, and nerf the enemies and then honey is my main funnily enough nato and i main the same person so that's the female female hunter who talks right. very old old like elizabethan sort of oh hi there sire and we're going to here and how are you doing and all that which is bizarre for like a almost like a woods woman uh to talk so formal like that you think there'd be sort of like a bit of feralness maybe there but it's it's very normal for a jrpg to have yeah. that though it's very yeah. normal but um <laughs> I, I really like what they're doing like it, it is sort of a big nostalgia hit i think just with obviously uh the, the graphical fidelity in it or lack thereof you know it's not full 3d character model renderings and, and you know vibrant vistas and things they're sort of mixing the old and the new uh the story like, I, I probably don't want to talk too much about it because nato has been talking about it here and there as well as ali but it's it's a pleasant surprise and it, and it lands well on the switch it's nice to see sort of square enix and acquire put this as their test bed for this game uh, launching it on the switch obviously it's not on the, the ps4 and the xbox one and things like that um and it shows there's a market for it it was confirmed the other day they've already shipped a million units yeah, which, right. is, which is pretty good within the first two-ish weeks thereabouts since launch three weeks since launch so there's definitely been some good uptake on it um i'm, I'm really enjoying uh getting back into a turn-based rpg uh juggling with sort of strats and, and things like that when you're starting to fight some of the some of the bosses whether it be poor old primrose's uh you know heavy-handed pimp or um you know cyrus's um scholar who's stolen this you know rare powerful tome that he's trying to sell to clear up his gambling debts and stuff i like that when you're in those battles the boss characters you know 10 stories tall as opposed to your little sort of sprite uh yeah. so i think that's really cool it sort of emphasizes you know who the big dog is and who the big bad is uh but it's really really well done it's it's sunk its teeth into me um one thing i'll say though some of the stories don't always hook me so i have skipped a few of sort of the backstory introductions or parts of the backstory because they are pretty drawn out and it's sort of a rinse and repeat you listen to a few bits walk there listen to a few more and so it gets a bit sort of long in the tooth mm. but um i'm really enjoying it it's a good distraction uh leading up between now when um spider-man drops next month that's that's the next one i'm hanging out for so this is a good mm. good time sink between now and then that looks so good oh yeah oh yeah and um so the, the other one i haven't played it yet but i actually re-downloaded uh your game of the year in uh 2016 no. yes no man's NMS. sky NMS. yes yeah. nms <laughs> um because i want to try out this multiplayer i want to actually see if the dream that they sold us you know, three-ish years ago now has actually finally been realized and i want to see if it is what they what they sort of promised us so over the next couple of weeks i want to try and take some time to get in there and, and get a party of four going and, and sort of explore the universe and uh you know name some animals and some planets and we'll see but it looks good like it looks gorgeous from just all the social media hype on it and people i follow on there screen capping things in game or little short clips or telling stories it, it sounds like uh you know the, the crew at hello games have finally gotten to where they they hope to be on launch day um yeah too, a little too late i don't know it's uh it's not it's 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 interesting really isn't it because it's definitely getting positive attention for the first mm. time since it was released and people are saying really good things uh, about the multiplayer that they've dropped um almost to the point where they're tempering it they're tempering expectations the media i think i saw polygon had an article about how it's great but not everything you'd think um like almost just kind of pulling back those expectations reining yeah. them in just once again um but you see twitch like so many people are playing this game right now um it's it's great i would like to see you know looking back on all of this I think it would be fascinating if this game was um, now accepted, adopted, um, and loved by more than just the diehards that have been playing it since mm. day one. It would just be such an interesting case um, in the history of games, this this game No Man's Sky that was completely panned and hated and everyone associated with it was hated and, 
and then it kind of has its own little Cinderella story at the end. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens. I haven't seen any sort of sales figures or anything if there has been a, a big spike um, or maybe if this is just all, all legacy players just going back and reinstalling. Uh, you, you see a lot of sort of scorned ex-lovers almost coming on and they're begrudgingly like, you know, I'm, I'm reinstalling this. I don't know how I feel or... yeah. You know, it hasn't landed for a couple, but yeah, as you said, the vast majority of people have said this is this is great. This is where it well, um needs to be. Well, J- Jono, uh, Jono, who's platinumed it, I'm pretty sure. Jono said he's not reinstalling because mm. he just feels that it's the the moment's gone. Yeah, um, that that's a I'm, tough platinum. That's that's commitment to a shit game right that's there. Crazy, like, isn't my it? goodness. <laughs> It's crazy. Mm. Uh, so I'm throwing that into the gauntlet for Jono. Jono, reinstall No Man's Sky. Let me know what you think. Yeah. Get yeah. back from Maui. Get out of Lost. Get out of the jungle. That's it. Stop hanging out with Locke and get back to it. <laughs> That's it. Get back with your, uh, you know, you're going to have a winter tan now. So, uh, yeah. you know, show off as you walk in the streets of Melbourne with your, with your nice sort of golden skin where everyone else is cold and white and miserable down there in Melbourne. Um, but yeah. Get amongst No Man's Sky multiplayer. Let us know because I think anyone that's platinum that game will have a pretty good, well-formed opinion and be able to tell us the clear differences between then and now. Because you only played maybe six hours, I think, yeah, of the right. original. And then I'm just like, nah, this ain't for me. See you later. Yeah, I think that's five and a half hours more than most. Mm, yeah, but you know, you, you just knew from the jump. You knew straight away that it was going to be game of the year. Yeah, hey. Three years running. Who, who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's sort of a bit about me. Should we uh, should we jump into some of the news that's been doing the rounds this week? Yeah, let's let's do it. This week's news headlines. Okay, so the first item on today's docket, uh, the headline reads: Valve makes changes to the loot box systems in Belgium, so that players can see what they're purchasing. This comes via way of someone at News for Gamers. I couldn't find an author or a credit <laughs> on the article anywhere, so I don't know how that works. Uh, it's my first time looking at that website. So, yeah. But take taking a nugget from the uh, from the article, it reads: As controversy continues regarding loot boxes in video games, Valve has taken the initiative to improve the process for their games. Dutch and Belgium, so. The Netherlands and Belgium Netherlands have threatened Belgium. to prosecute yeah. gaming companies regarding loot boxes in games. Their ruling stated, in quotes, loot boxes contravene the law if the in-game goods from the loot boxes are transferable. Loot boxes do not contravene the law if the in-game goods from the loot boxes are not transferable, end quote. So on the back of that, Valve has taken another step forward for those regions in question. So that's Belgium and the Netherlands, not Dutch. Um, news for gamers get it right come on now but it reads for dota 2 dutch players can see what the loot box will contain before purchasing it the game now restricts players by only allowing one box purchase at a time and removing the box opening animation i don't know why the last part's relevant but that is sort of the main nugget or the main basis of this article. So yeah. loot boxes now, it's almost like going to a store and seeing that toy or you know that, that purchase in its packaging still. You know exactly what you're getting. The, the RNG is gone, um, at least here for players in, in, uh, in uh, the Netherlands. What do you yeah. think about this? Do you think this is where the, the market's going to shift towards or this might just be a case-by-case case depending on the countries that, that kick up that sort of bit of a stink and threaten legalities? Um, yeah, no. I don't think this is going to be wide. Um, like this is going to be adopted by all countries. Just on just on the changes. So um, I, I couldn't find out looking into this a bit further. I wasn't able to work out if just because you can see what's in the loop box if you could rotate it out yeah just try keep cycling through them until you find one with stuff that you want or can't mm. haven't got yet uh, i don't know that that you can do that the reason they do um the they got rid of the animations is because the animations are sort of designed to make you feel rewarded for oh, like a poker box. machine almost yeah exactly yeah, yeah it's like okay that makes it a poker machine so that's why they've gotten rid of that and then also you can only buy one at a time now as opposed to buying them in bulk because when you buy them more obviously you get a discount so it um uh it, again it's rewarding you for purchasing more so to speak so they're just trying to cut 
the sort of incentive to mm-hmm. do this, um, at least like the psychological one, it seems. No, that's true. That's true. Everyone likes uh, the the bright lights and the glitz and things oh, like yeah. that. Um, oh yeah, we're all, we're all suckers for shiny things. Oh yeah. You know? yeah. Um, what what do I think of this? I think that this is like <laughs> this is boring. <laughs> this is this is really killed the fun, and it's great. Like I'm glad. It's obviously the intention, so they figured out you know what tweaks they need to make. It's still, um, if you can't cycle through the loot boxes to get what you need, then it's still like, well, you've still got to spend that money to get to where you're going. Um, but I, I guess at the same time, if you could cycle through, then what the hell's the point of a loot box? You might as well just have individual items on a shop front. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think you're going to cycle through. I think it's going to be you'll load up the the you know the loot box store and you'll click that box and it'll show you what you're getting and you can either... Um, accept or accept or yeah. decline and it's just going to spin that every time i don't think you'll be able to go no that's not working for me next next yeah next. exactly it makes sense it's not um it's obviously not you know the most elegant way of doing the loot boxes like it's not the most elegant loot box system but it's the system that the belgians and the dutch now have to work with because the governments are threatening legal action um uh, you know against valve i don't hate it this is for Dota 2, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that. This was yeah, a change yeah, being yeah. made in Dota 2. Uh, I, I don't hate it. Like, I, I think it's fine. Um, something has to happen to loot boxes because mm. the perception out there is just so negative. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a funny one. It's a, it's just a funny one. I would hate for it to happen to us. Me too. What I me say. too. I, I think... Like as as much as it pains me to say it, the you know the biggest game in the goddamn universe has sort of, I guess, almost set the precedent for it to a degree. Like the whole battle pass style of of reward, where you pay your your ten dollars at the start of a, a season, mm. and and then the more you play, the more uh, cosmetic based items you unlock. I, I think that's definitely the the best way to go about it, especially at the very least for free to play games, but. Maybe mm. we'll see that weave into more. Like obviously, PUBG did it recently, uh, and a few other games of, of that ilk. But yeah, but that works, I don't know. That works for like that works for three reasons. That works one because it doesn't have an impact on gameplay. Mm-hmm. Two because it's merit based, so you get the same rewards after having played a certain amount of time and accruing you know so much experience. And three, it's completely visible and transparent what you unlock each time. Yeah. That that sort of thing will never work in a game like Hearthstone. Hearthstone sort of had something where in solo adventures... You get a pack um, at the end of every every you, level. You get like a specific legendary for defeating certain bosses. Mm-hmm. And that was the closest to, you, you, that game really got to it. But you can't give the game-breaking cards away to everyone because yeah. then the whole meta is just stuffed. Um, but still, I agree. I think the, the battle pass system is probably the best, um, you know, incarnation of freemium, Mm -hmm. uh, purchases that we've seen so far. And and that's, that's the tough part. Like when you're already buying a game and then they come out and say, Oh, by the way, now you've got to pay 10, like under $10 ish a month or, you know, for whatever that seasonal cycle is for the battle pass. That's where people get up in arms. Like the PUBG thing brought with itself a lot of controversy where it's like i bought this game in early access for 30 usd or whatever it was the game's still half goddamn broken now it's a full release now you're bringing out a battle pass we've got to pay for and what they also did which was Mm. dirty is some items you'd get like accrued in that battle pass you could only wear those items for a certain amount of in-game time so you'd have an oh, item right. for say 30 or 24 games 24 uh, hours in game and then it's gone and it's like that's that's disgusting that stuff is shit house yeah that's yeah that's that's not nice no one no yeah. one wants to play with shit like that that's crap yeah. mm. you know what is nice though tell me the next news item on the docket the headline reads bioware still working on mass effect and dragon age alongside anthem yeah. So, so this comes via Adam Bankhurst over at IGN. And uh, the, the sort of focus area I've taken out here is Bioware has confirmed that while the team is hard at work on the upcoming Anthem, there are still teams working on the beloved franchises of Mass Effect and Dragon Age. 
In BioWare's midsummer update, general manager Casey Hudson stated, we hear loud and clear the interest in BioWare doing more Dragon Age and Mass Effect. So rest assured that we'll have some teams hidden away working on some secret stuff that I think you really like. We're just not ready to talk about any of it for a little while, end quote. Yeah. So uh, when I saw this uh, hit the old uh, news on the websites as I was doing the rounds the last couple of days, I did a little dance in my chair, not going to lie. As, as everyone out there that's listened to probably at least one of these episodes, uh, they know I'm, I'm a Mass Effect fanboy through and through. It's you know my favorite, my favorite probably franchise in gaming. The Mass Effect trilogy is you know, perfection, um, yeah. excluding, I guess, the finale of the third one. But um, yeah, uh, I, I like to hear this. I was worried after Andromeda tanking and, and getting all that bad press and everything else. Maybe they were going to indefinitely shelve it, but it's good to see they're still dabbling. I'd love to see them come out and go, oh, by the way, we've made some DLC for Andromeda. That would make me the happiest man in the world. But uh, it looks like maybe they're just going to maybe do um, like a, another Mass Effect extension, Mass Effect 4, and maybe weave back in Commander Shepard. I don't think they're going to go back to the Rider Twins and, and do some more Andromeda stuff because that's definitely got a, a black mark on it now. Um but yeah, I'm keen. What What do you uh, think? Like, you're you're not a big sort of Bioware-ish Mass Effect. I don't know if you played much Dragon Age. Yeah, get ready to throw down some gauntlets, crew. So, um, I played Dragon Age One, which mm-hmm. I was which I was very much a fan of, and very very happy to play. And I got all the way to the end and just couldn't beat the final boss because of my team composition, which is very frustrating when mm-hmm. you get to that point of the game and realize that you're missing a key element, which I think for me was, what was it? I, I think I was just missing like a proper tank. Yeah. Like my guy, my guy was a tank and I sort of pivoted him to start doing more damage. Um, and just, I needed someone beefier. Um, so him, uh, that, that, sorry, that game, Mass Effect, I played Andromeda for all of, Five hours, six hours, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And that was kind of after you had just finished it. Yeah. In fact, I think I might still have your copy. Uh, I think you do, and, and I know yeah. you've got my Shadows of War because I wanted to play it the other day, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. I was like almost like a Seinfeld, like Newman experience, <laughs> and, where I open up like dream, <laughs> and and you're the Last of Us. <laughs> my goodness, <laughs> I've got a lot of your library here. I'll uh, I'll ship them all up to to the Sunshine Coast, my friend. Oh, thanks, um, mate. Thanks. The even though that's not where you are, <laughs> um, it's close. It's closer it's than close? Sydney, so. Okay, all right. You're well, in the you vicinity. It's it's Queensland. You're in the state. Okay, it's, it's a good start. Um, so anyway, uh, I think that this is obviously good news for anyone who's a fan of these these titles. It sounds like, to me, it sounds like nobody's even actually working on this shit yet. They just know that this is what people need to hear. Yeah. And of course, they were going to do another Dragon Age. Inquisition yeah. was huge. Inquisition huge. was great. I really, really enjoyed my time with Inquisition. I had... Um, yeah. My character's name was Brendavi and he was, uh, I can't remember the, the the race, but it was sort of like the big horned sort of uh, guys. Demonic he, looking dudes. Yeah, yeah it looks yeah. like, you know, the, the devil from the movie Legend uh, way back when. They look like sort of friendly versions of that. And um, yeah, I, I love that, that, that series and that franchise, especially Inquisition. I played the absolute hell out of that. Uh, mm. Yeah, all the DLC. I think there was three um dlcs that, that came after the subsequent release of it and i smacked through all those uh it's yeah i i just love bioware i love their way their abilities to tell a story i think they've mm. got some of the best writers in the gaming space uh they're up there with sort of the the team over at naughty dog i think they're probably two of the two of the kingpins in the field as far as writing uh good narratives for, for big triple a titles so mm. yeah i definitely think the new dragon age is probably pretty f- like you know like pretty deep in development but yeah the mass effect one as you said they've probably just got some intern chucked him in a room and said write some ideas for a mass effect franchise you know something like that like it's it's probably something as little as they've got one of their one of them their sort of underlings spitballing because yeah anthem and then dragon age are probably the two the two main pillars that they're focused on at the moment and then yeah yeah maybe next gen we'll see mass effect five in, in whatever regards so yeah, yeah but i'm excited that made me happy that hit me right in the feels the warm and fuzzies uh give me more mass effect give me more commander shepherd give me anything in that universe seriously i, I will play it at all 
Has there been any Andromeda DLC? There hasn't, no, has there? None at all. None at all. And they're not going to make any. I'm pretty sure. Obviously. No, they, they, they would have done so by now. Yeah, they said they they wouldn't. I'm like, I'd love if they did. Um, I'm I'm holding out hope, uh, and and like sort of thinking about it now and and sort of psychoanalyzing a little bit more. Maybe they are going to do the Mass Effect trilogy remastered for current gen, and maybe that's how they can kind of say that people are working on it. Uh, so it's still sort of connecting those dots and i wouldn't be upset about that if i could play um yeah original trilogy on the one x upscaled you know graphical enhancements and things like that take yeah. my money by away take it right now yeah right again now. yes take, all take it, it all yeah and my tears and my smiles and my laughs all of it mate you... bren darby needs to get back bren darby needs his mass effect <laughs> yeah i don't know why i called him that it was so dumb but but hey it's cool, man. It's cool. Yeah. So, moving on, this next little bit of news is sort of almost like a throwaway. But uh, the headline reads: Nintendo finally confirms how you pronounce NES. And this comes via way of Tom Phillips at Eurogamer. And it reads: A debate for the ages has finally been settled. Nintendo has at last confirmed how you pronounce NES. The Nintendo Entertainment System was the company for company's first home console, released all the way back in 1983. Uh, so, but how do you pronounce NES? Uh, and uh, okay, Nintendo have stepped in to lay down the law, and the answer in quotes NES with almost like an emphasis on the S. So it's N E S is how you pronounce it because you get some people they call their consoles NES, they call it NES. Obviously, some weirdos might call it the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, and and this has sort of made me pivot because because I don't really call it the SNES, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Obviously the the next step after the after the NES, I used to call it the um, SNES. So now I know I'm I'm wrong. I'm fucked. So I need to now readjust my way of thinking. I'm like, okay, it's it's NES, it's SNES. I can move forward now. How do you feel on this? Is it was this a bit of a a shift in your sort of psyche, or have you always called it just the NES? Can I can, uh, look? I'll be real with you. I'll be real with you in a way that I'm not real with anyone, or only with you, Brent Darby. Oh and this God. is a. <laughs> And this is a fact. This is actually a fact. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, I know. Who I cares? Know. Who gives a fuck? Mm. <laughs> this is this is just like everyone at Eurogamer needs to take a long, hard look at themselves and figure out what the fuck they need to do to actually earn their paycheck. Because if this is a story out of Eurogamer, this is not good enough. <laughs> the, <laughs> this uh, is, this yeah. is crap. <laughs> the, the news landscape is pretty barren out there at the moment. Um, it is pretty barren I'll just like our Baron's shirt which is available at uh, designed by humans forward slash shop forward slash we are 8 bit fantastic shirt has had just enough changes for Great Nintendo segue. to not sue us anymore because we actually had a NES controller on that design and now it's changed so Nintendo suck that but yeah check it out at uh, designedbyhumans.com forward slash shop forward slash we are 8 bit to get the Baron's t-shirt just buy it. Just buy it. And then uh, get like a... Do they still have the iron-on transfer stickers for shirts? I think you could get some. We could probably get, source some. Get one for your NES controller <laughs> and iron it on where we used to have it. And mm. then take a photo with your middle fingers up. Yeah. Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, so I think... There should be a bounty on the first person that can achieve that. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are going to rest easy knowing that it is NES now. Uh, I definitely think oh, you're yeah. downplaying the uh, the seriousness of this topic. All right, I, me. This is you know, oh, there's okay. been sleepless nights for millions around the world trying to debate this, and now we know. Um, has there Nintendo, really? Has there really? There really yeah. hasn't. I I couldn't give a shit either. <laughs> yeah, I could not. It's... But I'm trying to add to it here. No, I know. Look, look, and uh, and I I appreciate you, um, for for really digging deep because it was a bit of a slow slow week um mm. it's uh, let's not let's not dignify this with further no chit-chat. let's move on to something that's actually exciting oh yeah and this one this has almost been like there's two nuggets in this in this news um headlines this week that are just cut right from my core and the next one headline reads resident evil 8 is real and plans are in quote already in motion at capcom this comes via way of Alex Avard at Games Radar. And the article reads, We want, in brackets, Resident Evil 7 to be the start of a new kind of survival horror and of a new series, end quote, says Takushi, who is one of the heads at Capcom. 
then he continues to say, We've already, we're already thinking of various plans for the next game, but we also want to see how we can continue to evolve survival horror itself. In the next few years, technology will continue to advance and what players want may also change, but we'll always want to create horror experiences where the characters overcome a difficult situation, end quote. He goes on to then say, and so the current masterpiece, i.e. Resident Evil 7, is just the beginning. Plans for the next title are already in motion. And when you see that game, you may find that it is very different from Resident Evil 7 in some ways while still retaining that course of other horror concept of people overcoming the odds. Resident Evil will always retain that essence, end quote. So just like I was saying before the Mass Effect sort of news, I was doing a little sort of happy dance as I was sort of reading this and my mind was going wild and imagining where they're going to take this. Uh, You you played some Resident Evil 7. You played some Resident Evil 7 DLC, which is available to watch at youtube.com forward slash we are 8-bit. Where Dream, I I genuinely thought you might have died during that session. There was a time (laughs) when you were clutching at your heart and keeled over motionless. And I thought Resident Evil 7 has killed the Dream. And I was scared genuinely scared because i thought you were gonna yeah come unstuck in a bad way that night um I, but here we are we're laughing about it now oh yeah it's hilarious now uh but at the time genuinely thought i was gonna have a heart attack i actually thought that and i was thinking as well about how no one dies in vr like no one's de- ever died from vr hmm. and it occurred to me that it would be very embarrassing to be the first person that died in VR. You, you could become the, like the real life lawnmower man. Like maybe you dying in VR captures I'm, your essence the and then you're, you're in the PSVR matrix after that. You know, you are running around in that landscape. That'd so, be cool. That'd be kind of mm, cool. Yeah, and I'd be, be scary. Yeah, I, I'd scare. I, I hopefully wouldn't be scary. I'd like to be really friendly and invite people into the VR system. I like VR. I want more people to do it. Hmm. Um, this is cool. Yeah, I look, I, I as terrified as I was playing that little snippet of Resident Evil 7 back, uh, back way back when. Uh, I, I thought it was a fantastic game. Um, it's just, it builds suspense so well. And it's terrifying to play in a way that no Resident Evil game I've ever played is or was. It's actually scary. Resident Evil's kind of... It's the difference between, I think, old horror films where um, it's like you it's you see, you know, Mike Myers chasing the running girl and he's just walking. You, you see it and you know it's mm-hmm. going to happen and it's terrifying. Like that's what old Resident Evil games seem like to me. And this new one is, I don't know, like this new one's something else entirely. Yeah, uh, I went. I went almost. Yeah, like from like sort of expanding on on that analogy. Like it went to almost like you know, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre Antichrist. thing. Where where this new um, one is this new one is Lars von Trier's Antichrist. That's what it is. Isn't that the is that the movie I'm thinking where Willem Dafoe yep. cuts his dick off? No. So uh, all right. Explicit warning. I know we're already like a eighteen plus. Um, deal for for iTunes and stuff, but this is about to get real graphic. So if you get queasy with this stuff, skip ahead 15, 20, 30 seconds. Um, Willem Dafoe's girlfriend hits him in the balls with a like huge wooden cylinder, then blasts one off and blood shoots out and then cuts her the, own self. The clitoris, right? Yeah. It is. It is. I've never seen anything like it in cinema. It is. Yeah fucking terrifying and scary and disgusting oh my god like i i watched that i think on dvd or something um it might have been one of the last movies i ever hired from like a a video easy maybe that's why i never hired one again because this movie it definitely rattled you and and obviously that they go out in the woods because they're grieving the loss of their child and and they're trying to deal with that because remember their child falls out of the crib out the window or something and passes away while they're banging in the shower. Yep, yep. So what better way to, uh, you know, mourn the passing of your child than, than do some weird-ass shit like this? Full penetration as well, mm. mind you. Like, this is a film that shows you everything. Yeah. Um, and nothing's, like, hidden. They don't cut at awkward times. Everything's a wide shot. It's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, uh, it's, it's hectic. It's, it's a hectic film. Um, and it's definitely not for the faint-hearted. So if anyone sees that... 
uh, tread with caution when you uh, press play on, on that film because you'll see some things. Resident Evil 7 is not that graphic, but it is very much the scary equivalent, I think. Mm. At least for me, it was. Yeah, it's got a bit of that and sort of doubling back, I, it's, it's sort of got more of a, a Texas Chainsaw vibe. Obviously, you're down in yeah. Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the Baker family are the, the big bad in this, uh, especially sort of Jack who is the the patriarch of the family. He is the main big bad. And some of the jumps that he creates, uh, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, I played it non-VR and then in PSVR. And both times I was just forcing myself to to step forward into rooms and, and persist with the story because it was so scary. And I haven't felt a level of unease like that in a game in a while. And um, I'm, I'm excited for eight. Like obviously Resident Evil 2, the uh the remake dropping at the end of january which i'm extremely excited for cannot wait for that because resident evil 2 is one of if not my favorite game of all time uh so resident evil 8 i don't know what they're going to do i really liked that they went that first person perspective in resident evil 7 i wouldn't mind if they kept it that way Uh, i think it added a new layer of tension and fear to it where you're not looking at the typical over the shoulder actiony based sort of uh camera mounting as opposed to directly through the eyes of the of the protagonist so i'm hoping for more of that i'm hoping yeah. i wouldn't be upset if they just did more stuff down in in the bayous of louisiana and stuff but anything that's more traditional horror more dread inducing as opposed to sort of that actiony horror that they pivoted from after resident evil 4 yeah i'm i'm keen as beans this this might not be for a few years i'm assuming this is probably going to be next gen based based uh software once yeah. it drops but if it's even a fraction of what resident evil 7 did um there's going to be a few pairs of pants getting pooped um maybe a few near heart attacks mm-hmm. poor old dream but i'm happy you, you've made it through and we're here talking about it today that's it stronger mm-hmm. for it yeah where, where do you stand on on horror games in general like are you are you a fan of that of that genre or do you sort of naturally steer clear of them due to sort of the the potential you know, fear factors. So I don't, I don't actively seek out horror games. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever really bought one to be entirely honest with you, but every time you've sat me down in a chair and asked me to play one, I've loved it. I've had a mm. lot of fun playing horror games. They're terrifying. They're actually terrifying to me in a way that sort of films aren't anymore. Like a lot of films these days, all because they follow a very uh, sort of set, um, story structure it's very easy to sort of see where it goes and you kind of assume that you, you mm. most people are going to die by the end of it so you don't really get attached to anyone um, but yeah I I actually really really enjoyed it like you made me play this what was the other one you made me play where you, you see played Outlast camera? 2 Outlast 2 that's it yeah that one was like that was also kind of scary um, yeah I, I like him I, I I will probably only play them in vr though i think that's where it's really fun oh yeah that 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 technology is perfectly suited for vr um one thing that i actually wanted to mention that segues nicely into vr is we went to warner brothers movie world over my birthday weekend uh about two-ish weeks back now and they've got a roller coaster there and it's the arkham asylum roller coaster so obviously it weaves in batman and and all the baddies and everything like that and Uh you can choose to ride that roller coaster in vr and so we did and so they strap a samsung gear vr uh headset to yourself and you're still hopping in the roller coaster so you're not just sitting in a chair in a room experiencing a roller coaster you're actually riding that roller coaster still but they weave in vr layers through the the um the samsung gear yeah it was it was one of the craziest experiences I've ever had in that sort of gaming VR mixed reality type of situation because you're feeling the wind, um, you know, blow across your person and you're feeling the corkscrews and the loops. Mm. But you're, you're encountering that in game and you've got, you know, a giant killer croc coming at you and bats flying at you and you're flying off buildings and all that. And it was it was magical. Um, yeah. Any anyone that's planning to go to to Warner Brothers or any theme park that that does the similar types of um, options where you can 
you know, try try that that coaster out with a VR headset attached. Do it because it was it was unlike anything I've ever experienced. And holy crap, we all got off. Like there was, I think we all got off and took the headsets off. And we all felt a little bit of that vertigo. We're yeah. still trying to process where you are again, and and you're a little bit queasy for a second. But it wasn't too bad. But man, it was it was something. Um, it's it's certainly something I'm not going to forget for a while. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. I uh, it, it's. It is cool, actually, thinking about it. Like, how, how else do you make roller coasters exciting now? Mm. More hydraulics. Yeah, so so we did, like, the, the first ride we went on was the Superman roller coaster. And it's it's just one where you go super fast, like, you, you're stuck in this subway system and the, the subway's collapsing and then Superman comes in. He's like, all right, guys, we're going to get you up. We got to go fast. We got to go Superman fast. And the second he says that in the roller coaster, just shoo! And it goes from like zero to a hundred in I don't know two seconds or something. So your yeah, right. head gets whiplashed and you're you're belting along. But then we also did um, this new roller coaster, which is the uh, the DC Rivals coaster, which is the largest and fastest roller coaster in the Southern Hemisphere. And my goodness, it was it was a trip. Like there was loops with corkscrews, and and the first drop you do was just a dead drop straight down, and um, it just sets the precedent. But roller coasters and stuff, I love them. But I can't go on too many in quick succession because I'll be sick. Yeah. So I have to sort of pace it out. I don't know. How, how are you with coasters? You, you good? I haven't had to do one in a long time. I don't remember the last roller coaster I was on. I would have been under 20 for sure. Probably, you know, probably like 15 or 16 even the last time we did a roller coaster, uh, which is, you know, it's like five years ago now. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know uh, how I'd go anymore on them just quietly uh i and i i for some reason i must have thought about this recently probably because that last one you're talking about i've seen it advertised and i just don't think they're for me anymore i don't mm. think i'd find myself on on a roller coaster uh you know the, those days are behind me yeah uh, you've I moved think. on yeah I'm, I'm on to real life adult stuff now like vr horror games so yeah. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> I guess where I stand for the rest of my life on, yeah. on roller coasters. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So um, this last this last question or, or last thing I wanted to to broach with you, uh, it, it ties onto the back of a bit of news you three unpacked last week, uh, with obviously Epic Games as Fortnite officially bringing in one billion US dollars. Uh, which I think roughly equates to about seventy-five billion Australian dollars with the the exchange rate at the moment. Um, Dream, I want to know what would you spend a billion dollars on if you if you had that kind of money? What would you do with it? Uh it's an interesting. I don't know. I don't know. My instinct is just a dumb answer. Um, I'd buy like. You, you really want to know what I'd do? Yeah. Uh, I would buy a house for my, for my mams. Yeah, buy a in, house. In Sydney still? Yeah, so I'll wherever she wants, you know, I guess at a billion wherever. dollars. At a billion dollars, you know what? She can pick. She can decide. Yeah. She wants to live in, you know, Costa Rica. Go for it, mum. I don't know why there. I wouldn't have picked <laughs> it. It's going to be a long way to see your grandkids, but sure. Dad, I'll, I'll buy dad somewhere, probably out, the, out west. Mm-hmm. I won't let him pick because he'll just fuck it up. So I'll just buy him somewhere out west, spend, you know, a good 300 grand on that. How much do I have left? I've probably got about nine hundred ninety-five. You've still, you're still probably got yeah nine hundred and fifty million ish dollars after right. all this stuff. Okay, I'll uh, I'll give uh, nine hundred of it to charity because uh, to be honest, I'm I'm running out of things to do with it. I'd buy a car. I'd get my license to just to get a car. Uh, <laughs> When you got that much money, you don't need to worry about a license. You just pay your way out of fines. Yeah. Um, And then I've probably still got 90 million. Um, I'd probably get a drug habit of some kind. Just because when you got that much money, you can't can't not. You know what I mean? Like everyone Mm. with that kind of money has got a coke habit or something. It's it's just par for the course, you reckon? I think so, yeah. I think it's kind of like you just got to do it. If you're going to be in the, Mm. what do they they call it in Silicon? The three comma club. If you're in the three comma club. You've got to, you've got to have something. Yeah, um, you've got that billions. You've got an addiction. Okay. On that note, I'd get a lot of swag, the dream swag made, um, mm-hmm. and sell it. And obviously, they'd sell like hotcakes. So then I've got more money. Mm. Now I've got another problem. That's it. That's it. Then you can get a secondary drug habit. Yeah, that you can attach to the primary. So I'd, um, maybe uppers and downers to balance it out. Who knows? 
Yeah. And then I, I don't know, I'd figure the rest out. I'd probably commission a video game about the life and times of Brendan White. Um, <laughs> just a little pop from the back of Kuma. Oh, uh, it'd be it'd be a riveting story that he, one. He's learning to make it in the world. Just him and his little baby gun. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Look, long long and short, I think hookers and coke's probably where the rest of it's going to go. What about you, mate? What are you up to? Yeah, I obviously the cliched parts like sorting out the family first. You know, buying you know the mom and and you know maybe paying off. My, my sister's mortgage or buy him a new house doing that like for the immediate friends and family oh. making sure the the inner circle sorted out um i'd i'd buy you know a nice house up here i'd also then like look to buy a couple of holiday houses around the world uh maybe one in canada one in europe uh maybe one down in new orleans as well um, yeah s- stuff like that uh maybe maybe i'll commission the salim the dream um, autobiopic and we'll get like a film made of your life something like that you know you're doing the game so i'll do the film um i think that's more on brand for yourself as well mr mr film man maybe, maybe engage Mache and, and toby to uh help me write this uh this grand opus so we'll see what happens there sure. um maybe Mache could play you he's got your voice down pat by the way he absolutely crushes that and it kills me every time he does his, his oh, impressions hate. He's 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 a ha- he's a much more handsome man than me, I think. Um, so he's gonna have to like I don't know, cut some of his chin hair off and paste it just over his eyes, so he looks like he's got the bushy brows <laughs> like I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so a bit of that, and and I'd love to um you know something that we always always discuss uh, both on and offline with shows and things is is try and turn all this into like a a rooster teeth equivalent juggernaut i don't think we'll ever ever ascend maybe with with a billion dollars we'd have enough money to ascend to those heights because we just buy our way to the top That's but it. yeah um that that'd be great to uh set up a, a massive big big sort of home base in australia here and, and see if we can convince some of our key guys to, to relocate and uh make some magic you know maybe maybe buy our way onto a mtv reality show who knows you know there was rob durdex fantasy factory maybe it'll be you know, the, the 8-bit Dream Factory or something. Who knows? So um, the, the world is our oyster with uh, yes. 75 billion AUD or whatever it converts to. So Yeah. Mm, oh, yeah. It's exciting. Get Elon Musk exciting. in. We'll get Musk in to do something for us. Oh, yeah. Instead of flamethrowers, he'll make us like ice launches or something, you know, like yeah. the, the yin to the yang, you know. We can put out those fires that he's starting um all, all kinds of stuff like that I'd, I'd i'd actually thinking about it now i'd like to make you the face of like a bacheloresque show nah. so so we'll just make a show around you and get get all these these women in from around the world to try and vie for your love because i'd watch that every day i don't care if no one else in the world sort of attaches to it i would just watch that for my own enjoyment when i have that amount of money we, we I just um... do things like that we spitball. We've spitballed a lot over the last two and a half years over like ideas for things, and and we, we always go back and forth. We shoot some down and we prop some up. That might be your best idea yet, though, mate. I want you to know that. That might put be it on your the board. Best idea. Put yeah. it on the board. Yeah. I just put a metaphorical pin right there. <laughs> okay. So yeah, now I'm I'm excited. Um, listeners, what would you do with your billion dollars? Hit us up on the socials at we are eight bit or drop us an email at hello at eight bit net and let us know how you would spend 1 billion US dollars. Maybe the winner actually got some uh, some headphones from our, our legends over at Audio-Technica. Maybe we'll send you a set of headphones. I thought you were going to say, the winner dollars? gets a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. We're not there yet. Once once we get uh, your fashion line going, where we've got that regular recurring income, we uh, can offset it that way. So I would love an actual fashion line. Mm. I'm not a fashionable person at all, but I just like the idea of having a clothesline. It seems cool. Yeah, it seems very cool. Is your slogan "Living the Dream"? Is that what it is? Slogans can't stop, won't stop. Um, (laughs) We'll come up with something a bit better. Yeah. But yeah, listeners out there, hit us up. What would you do with a billion dollars? I've got a mixture of AT in ear base um, approved earphones as well as some m40 headsets so i will send one of those out to the winner so hit us up 
we haven't really turned this into a formal giveaway until right now. But maybe we'll draw something up form- <laughs> formally during the week. <laughs> it's it's it. fast and loose over here on a Sunday morning. Yeah. We're running high on caffeine. Dream, is there anything else you wanted to say? Anything else you wanted to discuss before we start riding on out into the uh, metaphorical podcast sunset for another week? Uh, that we are officially inside 90 days, I believe. Between now and PAX, if I've got my math right. That's insane. Yeah, PAX Australia. So, um, we are going to be there in a big way this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see us on the floor. Uh, not just Brendan and I and Ali. Hopefully, Ali, right? She's not sure. I know she's like 50-50 at this point. Is that right? She, she's, yeah, it's, it's a coin toss. Depending on the day, um, she's got a few things she, she's working through and, right. and trying to see if logistically it will marry up, but... We've all got our fingers and toes crossed that uh, the Queen of Sass can uh, make it down to Melbourne for uh, PAX 2018 because it's going to be an absolute belter. It is. Um, and not just us, but the rest of the 8-Bit family is going to be down there too. Mm-hmm. So anyone you like in the hashtag 8-Bit Collective, chances are they're going to be down there and uh, having an absolute ball because PAX is a lot of fun. We, yeah, that's that's happening. So if you haven't got your tickets, go to Google and Google Packs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the link handy. I'm pretty sure it's packs.com.au, but on the off chance that it isn't, go to Google, Google Packs AUS 2018. Um, get the three-day pass, get the one-day pass, get whatever pass you can get your hands on and get down there. Uh, I don't think they've announced the Indie Showcase winners just yet. But, no, not but yet. the indie showcase last year was phenomenal. Um, mm. It was a solid, like third of the floor. It felt like, and I, I think it was the largest indie showcase they'd ever had at a PAX. It was great. So that alone is a great reason to be there. Um, seeing us is another good reason to be there if you're there, and of course, seeing all the other things happening, that's okay too. Uh, Hell yeah! So yeah. come come around to PAX. Outside of that, in the lead up to PAX, um, if you are at all interested in podcasting, and the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network, will be hosting a meet and greet here in Sydney very soon. Um, it's a great opportunity to you know catch up and hang out uh, with people in the lead up to PAX and see what everyone else is doing. Uh, Melbourne, stay tuned. We're going to do another one down there soon as well. And, um, you know, may- maybe Brisbane. We'll-, we'll find out. We're still working on it. Fingers crossed, Brisbane. Fingers crossed. Mm. That's the Sunshine State. Yeah, the beautiful Sunshine State. Sorry, I just, just mm-hmm. looked over. The beautiful Sunshine right. State. Did exactly. you say we have an iTunes review with someone panning NATO? Yeah, I hang on. I'll see if I can pull it up. Um, I don't know if because I, I wasn't sure if you wanted to discuss that with NATO on the show or if we're just going to talk for him right now. <laughs> uh, let's let's yeah, let's discuss it with him next time. Um, okay, we'll take the side of the viewer, obviously the listener, and NATO can take the side of NATO. Yeah, I'm just going to leave a little spoiler for this review though, and the iTunes review was left by someone called. I wish I didn't know NATO. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. That's the actual iTunes um, handle. So that's their that's their Apple ID handle there. I wish I didn't know NATO. So that'll that'll give you an idea where this uh, where this review's going. Wow. You can't change that, can you? Once you've got it. No, you can't I, change I think it. it's locked. Once it's in, it's in. So yeah. Fuck. that guy or girl is now known as I wish I didn't know NATO on on iTunes for all subsequent podcast reviews when you see that person so you sorry. know they wish they didn't know NATO so um yeah listeners that has been the 114th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast thank you for taking the time to listen uh tying onto that please be sure to rate review and subscribe us on iTunes hopefully with no uh unique ideas of I wish I didn't know Brendan or I wish I didn't know the dream because I don't know if I'm emotionally strong enough to deal with that kind of rejection and hatred, but uh, do your worst if you want to, or your best. Those reviews keep the emotional lights on in our hearts. And while you're there rating and reviewing and subscribing to us, be sure to rate, review, subscribe to all the other podcasts in the hashtag 8 Collective or all the other great podcasts out there that you're already listening to because it means a goddamn lot. 
for a whole lot of not much from yourselves. It takes a little amount of time to get that happening. So if you could, thank you very much. Uh, 8bit.net for the entirety of our catalog as well as the rest of the crew. As I said before, youtube.com forward slash we're8bit for a heap of videos. Uh, Jono as well as Sammy Deej have been uh, hard at work over the last couple of weeks with game reviews, uh, half informs and things like that. So give them a watch as well and shop all our merch at designed by humans forward slash shop forward slash we are eight bits as mentioned before the baron show uh, the baron shirt is back baby we've avoided nintendo's wrath for another couple of weeks get it while you can because it could go down again soon but it's there for now and it's magical yeah until next week dream it's always been a pleasure my brother where can we find you uh you can find me at Salim td uh on twitter and you can find me at Brendan 8-Bit just about everywhere, except on No Man's Sky right now. But I'll be back soon to try this multiplayer. But uh, until next week, 8-Bit Nation, much love. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.